On episode 213 of the Goblin Trashmasters, we're saying goodbye to the modern format for a while as we wrap up the modern RCQ season. We talk about our personal growth over the season as well as review the state of the format. And we even offer little eulogies for the modern format at the end, even though we know good and well that modern is the herpes of Magic the Gathering format, and it'll be back soon enough. And also modern makes it so that people don't want to share a toilet seat with you. When do people want to share a toilet seat? Don't kink shame me. Kink shaming is my kink. Shut up, shut up, shut up! My God, just talk some trash. Hello, everybody, and this is the Goblin Trash Masters. That's our theme song now. It's not. We are a weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where three bona fide idiots talk about Magic the Gathering as if we were on the car ride home from a GP. We talk about all sorts of stuff, but we mostly focus on competitive magic and the three RCQ formats of Standard, Modern, and Pioneer. And we try to keep things tailored for the season. This is our last episode that we are releasing during modern season. So this is our modern sunset episode where we talk about all of the things that we're going to miss about modern when we move on to standard. Anthony will be very happy about that part. Modern gone, standard come. Oh, you all wait (laughs) until the standard sunrise episode next week. Mm. modern leave standard come is basically my tramp stamp i just got a tattooed <laughs> on my lower back it's i mean it, it's the most honest statement ever like it's anthony true. fucking loves it so much yes when we do the standard sunrise episode like i shit you not the editing that will have to happen to cut it from like a five hour rant of anthony talking about the format to something that you can listen to on your car ride will be a task <laughs> yeah but he did it to himself so you know but he, he loves it that. he loves it he's so happy he does but he's very happy to he did it to himself bed. is what i like to say when people attack into my wandering emperor mana <laughs> did it to themselves i mean they did though <laughs> so every one of our sunset episodes we do basically the same questions so you kind of look back take a look mm-hmm. back take inventory which is a modern legal card the fixed uh, accumulative knowledge yeah 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 we kind of take look, a look at what the format was like, what our seasons were like, what sort of things we can take away from them as growth opportunities. And we're going to start off with where do we feel like the modern format is right now versus when the season began? And I want to hear from Kyle first. I mean, not much has really changed. Like there's been sprinklings of like different cards, but overall it's the same decks that we've been playing with and against. and. You know, I, I will say there might be some record scratches throughout this episode. We are recording this before the BNR, so things could happen. But as as modern as a whole, you know, not really much has changed. Like my deck choices changed, like from modern seasons past. 
but I, I've modern's my favorite format. I loved it. I don't care if I'm a degenerate and all that stuff, but you know, mo- modern is is kind of the same it was those eons ago. Just there's a new card here or there, and I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want it to drastically change within within the season. If it was like a totally different format, like when the season started and when it ended, eh, that's that's not great from just a modern health pers- like modern format health perspective, and just like you playing RCQs, that just sucks. You have to relearn a format within a season. Mm-hmm. All right, Ashley, that you want to go true. into yours before Anthony becomes shitty about modern, or Anthony, do you just want to no. pull up, let him cook? Let, let, let him cook. Let Anthony go. Let All him right. cook. <laughs> Honestly, I think this format is the perfect example of just eating dessert. You eat dessert for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's really cool. It seems great at first, and you're having a great time. But then you end up with a stomach ache. And weird smelling, like super greasy sweat for no reason. And then you get kicked out of the store because they think they're that you're a YouTube prank channel dressed up like Count Chocula. And that's just how I look. Leave me alone. Count Chocula always does make me think of you. That's, that's fair. And <laughs> I love it. And as I've said, I've said before, in God damn it, in public, it's not just Count Chocula. Frankenberry might not be the queer representation that we need. But he is the queer representation that we deserve. I'll accept that. Frankenberry. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Not to mention Booberry. Booberry seems like he might be a child predator, though, like full disclosure. But he's also the worst one of them. Yeah. What's that werewolf cookie? The cookie werewolf. Cookie That's a Chris. man. Oh, thank cookie you. Cookie Chris. He's a, a wolf man. Mm-hmm. I think unlike werewolves, though, the modern format didn't change that much. No. Werewolf. Bar mitzvah, spooky, scary, boys <laughs> becoming men, men becoming wolves. What just happened? I sang you a werewolf bar mitzvah that? song. No. Oh, it's great. <laughs> I think the modern, what happened to modern is what we expected, right? This It got tuned a bit, like mm-hmm. some, some knobs got turned and decks got better and a little more lean, but the bones are the same, unlike with a werewolf. Because, you know, they stretch and contort they stretch. and stuff. They get werewolf. They had, yeah, like their knees bend the opposite direction in werewolf form than they do in non in non werewolf form. That's gotta hurt. It really does. Is that what's up with your knee, Anthony? My knee is recursive now. That's correct. <laughs> just one. So I really just walk around with like the legs of a ram on one side. Oh, but I think the format is mostly the same. Mm-hmm. Like it's. They've, all the decks that have kind of grown up have grown together, and some of the decks that were super annoying um, kind of died. Like, I basically haven't seen a Heliod combo in a while, and I think that's great for that's everyone. A good thing. Yeah. It should have never come back, if I'm being completely honest. What about you, Ashley? Well, for me, I've come to agree with Anthony on the dessert take with Modern. The decks that are rocking the format are rocking the format, like the same ones that we've seen, you know, like Scam and Four Color. Burns hanging in there only makes up 3% of the meta. It'll still uh, be a reasonable though. percentage of modern. Yeah, it's reasonable. Okay. Yeah. And burn will always be be there. <laughs> burn will always live. It'll always be there. It'll always, mm-hmm. you know, do its its throwing bolts at people's faces. But there are there are decks attempting to keep scam and four color in check, but they're just barely succeeding. They still run the format. And I kind of hope that the band shakes it up a little. Mm-hmm. And if most modern players get their way, it probably will. I still love modern. I don't care. I have fun. You you love <laughs> modern all you want. 
I actually Yay. love that we have one player for each of the major formats. Your modern Anthony Standard and I love Pioneer. So far, I haven't played Standard yet, so I get can't fully say that, but I do know I love Pioneer more than Modern. Wait a second. Yeah, all the formats are represented. Who Spice Girl to us and I forgot it? I don't know. <laughs> I think we just did it organically. We did. <laughs> we Spice Girl ourselves. Yeah, and without even knowing we Spice Girl ourselves. <laughs> don't remember the movie Spice World. Oh my god, yeah. I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. That should be unsurprising. It's, to it's, both it's of something. You. I mean I mean most people You wouldn't have been allowed to watch it on the commune because Brit, they're all going to hell because they drink hot beverages. Cut British. That's wa- hot water is how the water temperature would be in hell. So it, it does <laughs> run contrary to the yeah. fundamentalist beliefs. Mm, indeed. Ashley has a complicated religious background. If you listen to Anthony, it does. It's not actually that complicated. She wasn't allowed to wear shoes because some shoes are red. She wasn't allowed to go outside (laughs) during the daylight because the sun is actually hell. And it's coming to get you. And you weren't allowed to listen to David Bowie because he did some stuff. British. To gender roles. And more (laughs) importantly, British. And jokes on those that told me that I couldn't listen to him. I love David Bowie. He's an icon. I love David Bowie, too. British. Nope. <laughs> what? It was too bad for me to say it out loud. Oh, that's All right, bad. moving on. Moving how do on. You, how do you feel about the modern format? Happy to put it to bed? Are you going to miss it? I'm, I'm, I'm going to miss it. it. Like I said, my favorite format. I've had a lot of fun this RCQ season. I've had some success. I felt good about playing the format and all that. But I'm not going to gush about modern. I just want to listen to Anthony be shitty. So... Let him cook. <laughs> I've got some shit. Ashley, you go ahead. Okay. I'll, I'll go we first need, We time. need to we need he, work up to it. He needs a minute. I am happy to put it to bed. I, like I said, I haven't vibed with Modern like I did with Pioneer. And I am looking forward to Standard. I haven't played that format yet. But that said, I did love playing the Burn deck. The Burn deck was awesome. I enjoyed it very much. And it taught me some really good things. And I... I do think I'll look forward to the next time Modern rolls around and just seeing where the meta is at. And, you know, I'll most likely play Burn again because I love Burn. And like we said, it'll always be there. Yeah, it's a, it could that's be a good an thing. interesting different format, you know? Yeah, mo- Modern, you know, if you have a deck that can stick around for a while, like Tron players are always going to Tron, Burn players are always going to Burn. It's cool that you find a deck that you really enjoy, or at least, you know, like in one format, you're like, oh, Modern, I'll play Burn. I'll have a good time. Yep. We'll see how it goes. I, I, too, am excited. I know I, I, I never thought I'd say this, but I'm very excited for standard season. Like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty stoked for that format. It looks it looks looks real sweet. Am I happy to put modern to bed? Yes. I actually kind of think modern is a bit like my ex. I love to see it go, but I also don't mind watching it leave. It, my ex had a vestigial tail, so it was always interesting. I'm happy to have been part of the season. I had a good time while I was playing Beans. And four color. But I'm really excited, like we were talking about, to make room for a standard season coming up. I probably won't miss Modern too terribly much, being totally honest. Kind of also the same as with my ex. It wasn't actually a vestigial tale. The scientist that took her could not actually tell me what it was ever. But I didn't actually end up missing her too much once my bone marrow started producing enough blood for my brain to function normally. Or relatively normally. Ugh. So that was but, a, it was a nice insight. <laughs> I just like I might have lost the thread there. You see, the thread is the thing that we had. Fucking stop. 
He didn't cook long enough. But I just think I think that I think that I am not I was not nearly as annoyed throughout modern seasons as I expected I would be. Yeah. It's definitely. Good. Compared to modern seasons past or like multiple before we had seasons, we like the the RCQs we had, it was just modern all the time. You were less bitchy this season playing modern. Yeah. Because there was it was, an it end was, it was noticeable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Max girlfriend was the chupacabra because I'm the motherfucking goat. Oh my god. Wordplay. <laughs> oh, finger guns. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> oh, so much nonsense in this studio tonight. It's always nonsense. That's all the true. time. Forever. Honest honestly, on the spectrum of my jokes, that one was one of the most coherent. And tame. Yeah. I mean, it did reference oral sex. That's tame for you. Still tame. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fine, I guess. What All is right. your argument here? I don't All understand. Right. <laughs> there was a very loose narrative spun about me dating the chupacabra and scientists taking her away. That tracks for you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Can't. What are some of the skills that we felt really got tested during this modern season? For me, it was mulliganing. This season, I, I pretty much stuck with... with no, I, I stuck with Scam with every event that I played in. And the, the biggest skill that was tested and the one I, wa I wanted to work on the most was, was my mulligan decisions. Because I feel like a lot of my games were not so much decided right then and there, but it really showed me that like when I would keep a decent six and get punished for it, it would be much better for me to just go to five. A, a okay five is better than a decent six for a lot of these games. And it was just kind of forcing myself to like make mulligan decisions, really think about my mulligans, really have that conversation, like that inner dialogue. And it helped me, you know, with each event I played and I got better with my mulligan decisions and I saw my games and my gameplay got better when I really focused and harnessed on that, that skill. Nice. Yeah. And you were in a top eight this season. I, yeah, I, I, I got back and then my buddy Trey, who ended up winning the, the RCQ, I, I lost the mirror. His hands were so good. I, I grief scanned him twice and I'm just like, yep, we'll play it out, but I'm definitely not winning. Mm. Yeah, but it was still fun. You know, I like every, every RCQ and even one K's even before the season when I was starting out, I like, I really enjoy playing scam. I've just, I've just come to terms with the fact that I love playing black leaf cliff decks and you know. I have a winning record this modern season with Scam, and I finally made a top eight. And, you know, there's a couple more in modern season, so we'll see how it goes, you know, like see if I can get, get back there or possibly just work on my goal. I still have that goal of just at least playing in a RCQ final, so I'm still still grinding, still trying to trying to get there. But I've loved Scam. I felt good about my mulligan decisions with the deck going, like, as I played, and that's a skill that got tested, and I've gotten better at it as time has gone. Nice. What about you, Ashley? Hit me. My skill was timing. And by that, I mean not being afraid to wait to play my instance on my opponent's turn. And I know that seems pretty basic, but when I started playing Burn, the temptation was to just play out spells, like throw them at your opponent's face. Playing the Burn deck, I learned waiting on that correct timing won me games I wouldn't have previously. I, I passed the turn with open mana more times than I can count, and it allowed me to choose whether I bolt the Ragavan or just throw the spell at my opponent in their end step. And that's really valuable to think of going forward, too. Yeah. So. I guess the big takeaway from that is, like, giving yourself a decision is always better than giving yourself no decision. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And there are plenty of times in burn where you want to main phase your burn spell. But 
the default is usually cast the spell the last moment that you can, the latest moment that you can, mm-hmm. to give yourself as much of a chance at getting more information before you cast it. And that's a hard thing for a lot of folks, I think, to kind of grasp and manage because you're usually, people are usually, people learning magic usually learn to fish and collect information before they learn what to do with that information, you know? Mm -hmm. But it's still a good habit to develop and not just for burn, like stuff like that. Imagine you're playing a deck with like an op in it during standard, right? Mm -hmm. That op is way better on your opponent's end step than it is on your main phase because you know you have a better idea of what you're looking for. Yeah, it was really good. Nice. What about you, Anthony? I feel like what I learned this season was uh, a bit about patience. I know that's kind of a cheap answer because it's not exactly a magic skill, but it feels like my patience got tested a lot this season because not only was I playing in RCQs, but we also, with the crap program, ran quite a few RCQs this year. But specifically on gameplay, modern's like a really polarized format, right? Like Mm -hmm. there are some matchups, it's not standard, you know, where your bad matchup is like a 60-40. You know, yeah. it's modern where there are 80-20 matchups that exist. Yeah. <laughs> it's a polarized format. So in situations like that, your path to victory is pretty narrow. I, I feel like I ran into those sort of matchups in the finals a lot this season. Yeah. I believe I ended with five losses in the finals of an RCQ this season. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and depending on how last week for those listening and next week for me now me at the time of recording me as my last crack at qualifying for Denver. So, you know, even if it ends in a season where my first season where I failed to qualify for the RC, my game win percentage for the season was 68%. That's good. That's good. Like, yeah, which is a good, it's a very good game win percentage. Yeah. Can't be unhappy with that. Sure do wish I played Mill more in the Swiss and less in the top eight. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure do wish that was a thing that happened. You know, I wouldn't mm-hmm. when it just, you know, it, it hurts your record a bit, but it doesn't send you home. Did get to play in a 6.30 p.m. on a Tuesday start time RCQ. Wild. Wild. <laughs> Yo, shout out to them. They... I thought they just didn't know what they were scheduling. They knew what they were scheduling. Apparently, they do it that way every year. Or every season, I should say. And they ran a really good tournament. Like, I was going wow. there expecting the full rack of land, nonsense, like, of yeah. bullshit. Like, oh, no, we're going to start an hour late. And we don't have a judge, so Jim, who's playing, is going to judge, too. And mm-hmm. But if I had to pick one RC to miss, it would be the one in Denver in February. So... That's fair. It's so, very but cold. I, I am excited for standard, but I think that it's important to remember that you're never, you are not owed a win ever. You know, mm-hmm. you are yeah. not, you win the games you're supposed to win. I believe that's the case. And there were plenty of times where, you know, I've definitely also lost in top eight to like matchups that weren't bad. So like, Mm-hmm. While I did have a, a, a couple, a bit of bad luck here and there with these like really tough matchups, like I definitely, I definitely did lose to, to like Merktide on four color beans. Like mm-hmm. that's not a, 
that's not the way that should that is that was I had plenty of opportunities that I think if I had played just a little bit better, I could have put myself in a position to have won this one. So mm-hmm. kind of learning that patience and being able to give yourself some grace and understand that your your matchups aren't always going to break your way. But sometimes when you have opportunities for it, you kind of have to jump on them because we talked about this in like the general game win percentages yeah. uh, at, at, at above 67 percent winning an RCQ should be a normal experience. And it was right. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was yeah. like, like the number of times I was in the finals, like winning, winning that RCQ was definitely, I was definitely there in the place I needed to be to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I feel like I got, I got a bit unlucky at some points and at some points I blew opportunities, but being patient, not just with the format, but with myself in regards to yeah. stuff like that. Is mm-hmm. it yeah. is tough for me specifically. I'm <laughs> I'm not very good at being very patient with myself. I definitely lost in the finals, went home, played three leagues more than what this season. A hundred yeah. free throws. That's just that's yes, that's Anthony's mentality. Yeah, you but, miss a free throw, you shoot a hundred yeah. free throws yeah. before but you I, leave the gym. I, me I, and I Giannis. Like... I oh, think yeah. that me and Giannis Atupo would be really good friends. I understand that that sounds absurd, but I think that we would. I like that guy, and I think that me and him could be best friends. <laughs> I, is is there going to be a like a, some kind of tournament in Milwaukee? We should make this happen. This I want you to be friends with Giannis. <laughs> I really, I just, I just think that seems I seems like be a, a really, cool dude. <laughs> I just think I'd be a really good friend to him. But yeah, like bringing it back to the the win percentage thing, you 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 talked about this season, and like you know in that past episode where we talked about it, I think that's a good thing to. Not only, like you said, be patient, but also look at the the good things that happen within the season. Where it's like, hey, I, I may have missed some opportunities. I didn't qualify, but I have a winning. I I, I have above sixty five percent win percentage. Like I have a winning record this season. Like Magic is filled with variance, and sometimes you know you have to take control of it, and sometimes you know you have polarizing matchups like in Modern. But think of the good things. Don't beat yourself up so much if you're doing well at these tournaments you're playing even if you're not winning that's progress you're working on Mm -hmm. it and you're getting better as time goes on and that's a good thing and just remember it only you only need one you only should need one crack at these things and it's so if you include polarized matchups i had like nine and if you don't include polarized matchups i had like three and three is definitely more than one so Mm-hmm. Don't feel bad for me. Like <laughs> I was in this position where I absolutely should have performed better, but I didn't. And that's okay. Like I, for one, I don't like the, okay. So the San Antonio Spurs got Victor Wembenyama and Wemby is not accustomed to losing a lot of games and the Spurs are losing a lot of games. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that a lot of the non-Wemby players on the team don't seem to be visibly frustrated mm-hmm. as he is. And part of that, I think, is because that San Antonio has kind of developed a bit of a losing culture. That when you're tanking and you're losing games and you have losing seasons, you kind of get used to that. And that's not something I really want to get used to. It's okay to be self-critical. Like, I don't think that's a bad thing. And I think you should be, you know yourself, you should be as self-critical as you can get away with without psychic damage. Yeah. 
No, truly. Like you no, I agree with that. I think and my okay. family's Catholic and Jewish. I can take a lot of criticism before I before <laughs> this rust bucket breaks down. But but I, I will say no, back I know, to you. No, I know, but that's you, like part of the sorry, go ahead, Kyle. Oh yeah. Just real quick and then you it's like I will say, because he used the San San Antonio Spurs as an example. If history serves right, they're losing now, but with how that organization has been run, they have a, a big man first round pick. Robinson and Duncan, and they win a lot of championships. So you can be critical, but trust the process because you can lose now, but then you can be on top of that hill winning that championship. Yep. Get yeah. rid of the losing culture. Go ahead, Ashley. Yes. Yeah. And then, yeah, I wasn't saying like that's okay, like, ah, oh, no big deal. Like, you can have oh, both, right? You can, you yes. can be mm-hmm. self critical and be like, I see my mistakes and I see what I did, but I also achieved part of it right i achieved up to this percentage next time i'm going to achieve the next percentage right like yeah l- mm-hmm. little little and steps that, in... it, I, yeah and i was feeding back into the if you're learning patience with yourself i feel like you can still have the self-critical and still have a measure of okay i can see both things and they can exist at the same time you know these two concepts are not mutually exclusive mm. i like that it was nice Fate and chance are not mutually exclusive. Exactly. Ashley played in a <laughs> uh, tabletop campaign that I wrote where that phrase kept showing up in random places. It was actually three campaigns that were secretly a trilogy about the same group of children that kept getting reincarnated and finding each other. Yes. It was fabulous. Wow. It was the first RPG campaign that I had ever participated in. And Anthony wow. wrote it and it was beautiful. And there was a lot of body horror, which is unsurprising knowing Anthony. Love there, it. And the the mushroom people were God. <laughs> it was, that no. is a very, very, you know, what is the word that I want? I'm not Intercept losing it. brain cell. Yeah. Genius. Brilliant. Unplanagan. Okay. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Well, yes. The, so some of those things are true without, you know, take a few dashes of ego out of there. But <laughs> I was saying, like, the things that I was saying was making it much smaller than it was. Like, it was actually really cool the way that those ideas wove together throughout the three, you know, because we were in three different time periods, three different locations. It was excellent. Cool. Yeah, it was it was set in. I was set in 1992, rural mm-hmm. Louisiana. Wow. Prague during the period of the blood libels. Yep. In like the 1600s. Oh my mm-hmm. God. And then Brooklyn in the 1970s during the Son of Sam murders. Wow. Yep. All God of which damn. were completely inexorably linked together mm-hmm. via the that... concept of the golem. Yes. That's insane. Well, it Anthony, so how, how are you so good? How are you so good at writing? I did. I did go to school. I did graduate from college with a degree in linguistics that mm-hmm. I vaguely use. I am giving a talk on. I am giving a talk for my company here coming up soon on the application of Noam Chomsky's XBAR structure to programming languages, specifically regarding JavaScript and how we can apply human language constructs to it. Oh my gosh. So that's very exciting. I, yeah, I was going to say, imagine. you're really happy about that. <laughs> I can see the whites of his eyes while he is <laughs> excited about it. 
Don't He's shoot like, till you see oh the lights God. of his eyes. <laughs> All right, magic things. Magic podcast. Here we go. All right, yeah. you're qualified for a PT, and you had to lock in a deck today. I'll go first. Ashley, what are you picking? Oh, Ashley, you know what? Yeah. No, I just snatched it from you. <laughs> the natching victory from the jaws of defeat. <laughs> yes. My choice would be burn. Not shocking, I know. But yeah. lightning bolt's but, better anyway. But, but I'm... bolting. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my to... god, it took me a second, but I got that. <laughs> Owen Wilson wow on that Wham. one. Shocked Pikachu face, surprise rabbi, all of the memes. But for real, despite tough matchups, the deck was a blast to play, and I'd play it all day gladly. Like, I really did enjoy it. It has crunchy game possibilities with Scam. It doesn't mind the four-color match. I've done well, and it loves to get Tron. So, like, there were a lot of really interesting games with all three of those, and... I, I do enjoy the deck itself, so I would definitely play that and may play it forever. Who knows? Nothing wrong with that either. <laughs> mm -mm. All right. What about you, Kyle, since we stole it from you? <laughs> oh, it's, it's my turn? Okay. Okay. Yeah. We'd like to talk to you about your car's extended warranty. I would play Scam. As much as I love Yawgmoth, like, I love that deck, but as far as, like, playing it in a big event, like, I don't think my brain has the capacity for it, and I love playing this deck i just have come to terms with i just love playing black leaf cliffs thought sees you like red black decks in most formats i'm probably gonna play i really enjoy it i've had a lot of fun this season playing it and i've had some success with it and i've worked a lot on playing this specific deck and worked on specific skills and yeah if it came with when all the chips are on the line i'd play it because i just have had success and love playing it grief is great bow masters is great like it's just I love red black cards and but a close second I would say is like the Grixis Wizards deck that's been popping up with Tidebinder and the One Ring and Shieldred and Snappy. That's a close second. Like it it really depends on how I'm feeling, but I'm probably just sticking with Scam when it's a an event that matters. Nice, fair and reasonable. Mm -hmm. Scam's <laughs> a solid choice. What about you, Anthony? Sorry, I was looking into how to add a custom like emoji to our Discord. Uh, oh, shocked, shocked rabbi. <laughs> I'm going to have to figure that one out. If I have to pay for it, I'll have to pay for it. Whatever. Who cares? Um, we need the shocked rabbi. <laughs> if I had to play a modern PT tomorrow, I'd likely, and keep in mind that for you all, the bans happened a week ago. Us. For us, as of right now, now us, this version of ourselves is before the timeline splits. Before four times. Yeah. Is feeling an acute level of anxiety regarding the RC. So I would want to play it kind of safe and plan to play Living End. Just kind of play Living End, hope to high roll. The deck's powerful. It shrinks down mm -hmm. the number of decisions you have to make in a turn to like a very small number of very high impact ones. And minimize the number of decisions is a good way to kind of minimize the skill differential between myself and the more skilled players in the room. Yeah, that's fair. Nice. But I just, I just, I, I like Living End just fine. Yeah, you, you do enjoy the deck, yeah, yeah. Although if Grief were to go, I don't know how good that deck would be. Yeah, Grief's, Grief is just, it's, it's good in living in. Mm -hmm. It's just perfect. Here at the Goblin Trash Masters, we love competitive magic and we want to see it flourish. We know that there are tons of local game stores that want to run competitive events like RCQs, but might not have the resources or experience to be willing to try. Maybe they have tried, but they're a little nervous about getting back on that horse. We're excited to announce a new program all about Comp REL. 
that we're calling the COMPREL Assistance Program, or CRAP for short. CRAP is there to help your small or medium LGS run COMPREL events like RCQs by providing them with support and materials necessary to run an outstanding event. Competitive integrity is our top priority, and we can help your store to break into the market of listeners like you. CRAP support involves either assisted hosting or remote consultation with our hosts who have a combined 23 years of tournament organizing experience. All participating stores receive a kit that contains everything they need to run a great and accurate event with things like an in-store event poster, table tents, deck registration sheets, and plenty of stickers and tokens to give out. Best of all, this assistance program is completely free of charge for your LGS and always will be. We offer assistance in the form of remote event planning via consultation or in-person hosting for stores within range of the Lexington, Kentucky area. Our goal is to do our part to support competitive magic not to try to make a profit off of your LGS. If you think that your LGS might be interested, have them reach out to us via our website. The instructions are available at www.thegoblintrashmasters.com slash crap. That's www.thegoblintrashmasters.com slash crap. Spelled C-R-A-P. Like how a child would say shit. Wait, that's been... That's been like that the whole fucking time. None of you fucking told me. We can't actually have this as the name. You know that, right? Everything's printed, bud. It's too late to change it. No, 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 no. We should call it something less awful. Like uh, the competitive unified nerd training. Yeah, competitive unified nerd training. Yeah, that's way better. Jesus fucking Christ, you're both stupid. All right. You want to go into ye old guessing game? Sure. All right. Reminder, every episode at the end, we do a little guessing game where we pick a card and the Trash Masters guess which one we have picked. And there's a topic that involves the episode. And this one I'm calling That'll Be on SportsCenter. It's your favorite moment from the modern season. So it's story time. But you pick a card that was a part of one of your favorite moments playing in this modern season, whether it's like a fun story or just like, you know, you did this play, got you into top eight or just like, Hey, I forgot how this card works. And it ended up being funny and everything in between. I got, all mine. right, I'm ready. I'm ready. Spin the wheel of disappointment. Papa. I've got mine and I'm sorry. It's against me. Isn't it? No, we haven't played in the, well, we haven't played this season. Mine's no. against you, Kyle. No, I won Fuck, my match. I know what it is already. <laughs> All right, going up first is Ashley. It's me? It is Ashley. All right. It's rigged. I know what it is, but I'm going to look again just to see if I can come up with a cryptic hint. Because cryptic. Let's see. I'll, I'll, I'll let, I'll let you, you do some research for the cryptic hint, and then I'll just guess it. Yeah. I'm going to say she looked real sad, but when you play her, she not real sad. It's Sanctifier and Vex. <laughs> yes. Is it really? Well, I, I, I I knew you would guess it immediately yeah. when I said oh, that. Yeah. I shouldn't uh, have said it. And also, I do love your hint because that was fantastic. Like, the, the oh, art is just you. like, she's, she looks real sad. She's like, oh, man, I like forgot my keys in like, this crevice or something. Oh, man. And then you're just like, ah, oh, sweet. Mm -hmm. I got protection. It's all good. But just tell, yeah. tell the story. Tell, tell the story. So I'm <laughs> playing against Kyle, and I have Sanctifier and Vex on the field. He finally removes the fucking Sanctifier and Vec with the one option that he has to remove it. Engineered explosives and... on two. 
didn't feel yes. good. It, it did not feel no. good. And I immediately stop tech and play another fucking sanctifier in Vec. Like, and when I draw it, I just pick it up and I just look at him. And he's like, oh, fuck. Just just imagine so the, like one of the first like that 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 <laughs> that oh my god it's lightning helix moment that was that was Ashley with mm -hmm. Sanctifier in fact I'm like all right yeah you got this like I have a bunch of stuff I think I had, like a fury in hand I could play next turn and like a fable mm -hmm. and like like a Dothy and I'm like and she's like bam Sanctifier I'm like oh fuck I was at two by the way so <laughs> I just like, I play my spells and I go just murder me it's fine <laughs> oh it was so that, good oh. that was that was a good moment that was a good moment we're just it like was. I play I play EE on two I'm like all right I gotta pop it all right we have a chance. Fuck, I'm dead. It was beautiful. Yes. And Anthony right. is doing surprise rabbi things in Discord. <laughs> yeah, our Discord now, if you hit colon, if you type colon surprise, you get to use our first custom emoji in Discord, which is the surprise rabbi face. I love it. I love it. I love it. Wheel of Names, tell us who is next. That's Anthony. <laughs> right, you already did the I'm sorry. What is your other cryptic hint? Well, that's what I'm apologizing for. That and your mana cost questions won't help you. Your mana cost questions won't help you. Does so reduced cost is something that is on the card? No. Is it a permanent? No. Sorcery? Yes. Sorry. Uh, never gets cast when you could cast a sorcery. So you cast it at instant speed most of the time? Never. Never. Is it played in a cascade deck? It is. Oh, god damn it. It's inevitable oh. betrayal, isn't it? Oh my god, that was so quick. It was, yeah. Yeah, because again, you've done this to me. Why are you all <laughs> bullying me? Is it a different story when then you inevitable betrayed me when I just happened to play uh, Yawgmoth one day and you stole my shieldred and beat me to death with it? Uh, yes, this is a much better, this is a much better use of inevitable betrayal. So, I play... I'm not going to tell you what deck I was playing again. It was game two. I had won game one pretty handily. And I play my second land. It is a Zagoth Triome. So I'm showing my opponent a Rogrin Triome and a Zagoth. Tab Zagoth Triome. And I'm telling mm -hmm. them, watch out. I have domain. I have domain and a white mana up. I'm showing you Leyline Binding. And mm -hmm. my opponent was just like, okay, untapped, played their third land. And cast Fable of the Mirror Breaker, which is pretty good against this Leyline Binding because I don't get to clean one for one answer it. With that Fable of the Mirror Breaker on the stack, I exile a Teferi and a Shardless Agent from my hand to cast Commandeer. Oh I God. put the Fable into play under my control. <laughs> then I untap, I attack, make a I do my loot, untap, make a treasure, make a treasure, cast another Shardless Agent into Inevitable Betrayal on turn three. Put their Emrakul, the Aeon's Torn, onto the battlefield under my control and pass the turn back to them. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> they were playing the the Nahiri Emrakul deck. Oh, that's wow. so good. Oh my that's god. Beautiful. Oh. I got to turn three and Emrakul. <laughs> and it wasn't even yours. That makes it better. I turned mm -hmm. three to my opponent's Emrakul against them <laughs> in round two of an RCQ. Oh round my god. two. Which started at 7.30 p.m. I don't need dinner. I'm full. It was beautiful. So what else good. could you possibly want? Yeah. So good. Uh, well, it just leaves me. So, my cryptic hint is... This card's probably banned. 
Is it grief? Yes. So okay. pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. The story is so I'm it was it was round three of of an RCQ. It was game one. And I know I was playing against four color and I'm going through it. All right, it's a tough hand like it's a tough matchup. I mold a six and my hand is I think yeah. Three undying spells, a grief, and I think a bowmasters and a couple lands. And I'm like, all right, turn one grief, pretty good. Take the relevant spells. I think it was like a fury and a solitude, and there was just like a fire ice in their hand. And then go like pass to them. They play their land. I I go to my turn. I just have a grief and an undying spell, and I draw thoughtsies. They go, yeah, fuck it, sure. And then I just turn to another grief. That stays on the battlefield. Reveal the hand. It was two fire ices. They just had lands in the hand. They killed the second grief, and I just beat him to death with the the first grief. And right after the game, he goes, "Really? Turn two double grief?" I'm like, "I don't know. <laughs> what you gonna do?" Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but also another same same game. I won that game because he forgot about the wicked roll token on my fury. He supreme verdict, and he was at one. No. And I go take one. He goes, "Oh yeah, good games. <laughs> you love." To Love see to it. see it. Good old griefy boy. He's well, probably long gone. <laughs> well, modern the is in the rearview mirror. You know, we're driving away. We left it at the gas station, just like my mom used to do to me. Gone. But we get to play standard. It's great now. because I moved to I moved from Jersey to Kentucky, so it was really good that I learned how to pump gas. Oh wow! They weren't feeding me Drake's cakes at that gas station for free. I needed to work. You got to work for your gas station slop. That's okay. Put some respect on Drake's cake's name. This is not Mononym Drake. This is not Drake Bell. This is Drake. This is Sir Drake Drakington Cake. Drake Papa. So good. Well, modern, take it sleazy. I'd be, if, if we were going to go ahead and give, I'm going to give a short eulogy for modern. And okay. much, much like regular eulogies in my family, they're often used as an attack on family members. So you Most. guys, you guys are being attacked and being asked to come up with a eulogy on the spot for modern okay. in the time it takes me to, to, to eulogize modern. And I would like to say that modern, we only had you with us for five months, but it truly felt like a lifetime. And in that lifetime, I got to get five mana worth of spells for three mana, an awful lot. I got to have to really, really fucking care which unplayable Modern Horizons mill card set each and which said target. I got to hop around between traditional four-color, four-color Cascade, Scam, Hardened Scales, just a bunch of stuff, but never Merktide because I love myself. And I love myself more than I love you, Modern. And that's why I feel no survivor's guilt by letting you rot in this earth next to these festival grounds, you will become one with the earth and the runoff from the overused porta johns as God and or and Richard Garfield intended. God bless and good night. I thought it was going to be a lot worse. Oh my God. Well, modern, it's hard for me to let you go, but you set my dog on fire. You enrolled me in Bitcoin and you kind of smell like ass, but I will never forget our time. I'll miss you and I love you the end that's it i'm done that's all i got i went to art school don't judge me oh how do i follow those and good night yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
there's an internal timer going off, and at the end of it, if you haven't started, we will begin to eulogize you. Oh, God! Everyone run! <laughs> Ashley, you have bought me nothing but pain, penury, and strife all of my days, and I wish you best with whatever avenue of life you choose to assault with your presence next. Good night, everybody. That's about how I feel about modern, so yeah, that works. Hey! <laughs> Got there. Hey! If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like and subscribe. It helps us out a ton and makes it easier for other players like you to hear what we have to say. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Stitcher, Spotify, Peanut.fm, and iHeartRadio. One of those was not real, but we'll never tell. It was Peanut, wasn't it? Oh, shut the fuck up.